A little bouncer slowly toward Bryant. He will glove it and throw to Rizzo. It's in time. And the Chicago Cubs win the World Series. I remember running home from school, turning on the TV to the Cubs game, sitting with my dad to watch his heroes. Welcome to the World Series Dreaming Chicago Cubs Dreamcast. Now hanging out with the guys at Obstructed View. We are not affiliated with the actual Chicago Cubs, but we're just a bunch of fans who love the local nine and enjoy talking baseball and, of course, 2016 World Series champion Cubs. Good day, this is Ken. With me is Adam from Obstructed View. And I guess it's just the two of us tonight unless someone just randomly shows up. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. I'm glad we get this chance to make the broadcast our own. <laughs> yeah, you used to do a thing with Tim and Julie uh, once upon a time, but that ended many moons ago. I, I did listen to a couple episodes, you guys. Had, had good good fun, but you know I'm glad that you're still around so that we can do this. And uh, I guess we'll see whether the Cubs can do well against the Brewers this series before their off day. Uh, I guess we could talk a little bit about uh, some of the pitching uh, issues and some of the pitching highlights, actually, including Javier Assad and Jordan Wicks, uh, September call-ups. Some, you know, we, we can talk through the Brewers game that I'm not actually watching tonight, but I'm following on game day uh, and the game before that, which, you know, a lot of people got freaked out about. And basically the Cubs cannot clinch a bye. The, the other teams are just way too far up anyway. So how's that for a plan? I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's do it. Sounds good. Let's As do it. spring gave away to summer, past the ivy-colored dreams, toward the days that kept us yearning for tomorrow. Were you able to watch any of the weekend games? Yes. Yes. Uh, am I able to remember them? That's another story, but I think they were exciting, right? Yeah, so uh, I know on Friday the Cubs did lose a squeaker to the Pirates. The uh, Pirates starter, Mitch Keller, was just really good. And he was like one of their only two all-stars along with David Bednar. Uh, Ian Happ, actually, I guess ironically, uh, was able to homer off of Bednar. But Mitch Keller gave up nothing. And Kyle Hendricks, unfortunately, gave up those two early runs. And that was it. So sometimes the offense just gets shut down. But the uh, next couple of games, they kind of exploded. And the guys who benefit from that, uh, first of all, you got Saturday. Jordan Wicks came up, tossed like five really good innings after his leadoff home run. And as you would say, the Hall of Fame uh, mound visit. And then the day after, uh, Javier Assad did something similar. Uh, He... Went seven innings, actually, and then Keegan Thompson went the two two innings after that. So, yeah, well, it's 
maybe talk a little bit about that mound visit, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can't argue with the results. I didn't even see the mound visit. I watched most of the game, but I did listen to that part uh, on the radio. And wow. I mean, you turn around, you strike out the next five guys, you retire the next 15 guys in a row. Uh, yeah, whatever the pep talk was, it worked. Uh, but yeah, he looked amazing. Especially after the the rocky start, when they've kind of seen him, and he just seemed to get better with each each trip through the lineup. So, yeah, that was a. I had said it was time for a random call up to you know have a great start, but uh, he's not exactly a, the random call up we were looking for. That uh, he's somebody we're definitely planning on making a big impact on this starting rotation and he definitely did that on saturday yeah i was like kind of way off i I thought they were just going to be you know standard uh organization don't call up anybody until september because you don't want to start your service clock you don't want to put on the roster but as they say they proved me wrong they shut me right up samsonite i was way off and uh they called up one of the best pitching prospects they've had in the organization in a great long time. And he looked every bit the part. I think if he wasn't in the pitch count, he probably could have gone like six or seven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely not looking to play with too much fire and with the, the Cubs scoring as many runs as they did. I, I think the pressure to keep him in the game was definitely gone, but the Pirates did make a game of it <laughs> as the game went on. Unfortunately, uh, it wasn't a nail biter uh, down to the finish, but a little more exciting than it looked like it was going to be. But yeah, yeah very I, encouraging. Yeah, with uh, Wisniewski being as kind of inconsistent as he is and Stroman still out, like they, they said earlier today that he was healing. He felt better. Fulmer, Michael Fulmer has the forearm issue, but he's apparently feeling better. So his stay is probably going to be minimal. So, you know, there, there will be guys coming back. It's just a matter of when. And in the meantime, you got to hope that whoever's left in the bullpen can uh, put together a few innings. Uh, the guys who are left in the rotation, including uh, Jamison Pion, who unfortunately got shelled in the first couple of innings, and then he kind of figured it out. I don't actually know if he was tipping or not, but there, there's, in my mind, there's some kind of a command and sequencing issue with them. Like they're not calling the right pitches, or if they are, he's not commanding them to the right spot. Like he's just missing where it can be punished, and that's no good. Yeah, I think they said... Uh, in the broadcast, I can't remember if it was the TV guys or the radio guys, because again, switching back and forth as always. Uh, but it seemed like Ross said something about he might have been just a little too amped up, and maybe that caused his lack of command early on. Uh, because, yeah, I mean, there's tipping pitches and then there's throwing them so they, you know, fade right back over the middle of the plate. And that seemed to be what 
he was doing last night and some out of character poor defense up the middle uh, also added to the the runs that the Brewers were able to compile last night so that was uh out of character disappointing but also it's just one game you get I think we get so wrapped up in the current narrative, which right now is the Brewers on a winning streak and the Cubs needing to make up ground right now. But it's still just a game. You know, their guy pitched well. Uh, The Cubs faltered a little bit right off the bat. And that was that was enough. you know, can't really fault any one person for making that game fall apart the way it did. So it's just one of the, you know, the big bucket of losses that just there's not really a whole lot you're going to do. You just lost that one. Uh, that's what I chalked that one up to. Yeah, it stinks that the Brewers kept their streak going. And yeah, it stinks that they dropped another game behind them. But ultimately, as long as they can still win the series or not get swept in the series, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Uh, so we we did talk about the odds. Like right now, Fangrass is giving them basically 0.0% chance of getting a first round buy. And they weren't going to get it anyway because Atlanta and LA are just way too good. So now it's just a matter of, okay, they're in the wild card round. Are they going to host all the games or are they going to bat first all three games? And I almost rather they bat first. But, uh, you know, what, what do you think of, of that? Like just knowing that at this time, because the two teams that are locked basically have locked up buys, they're not giving it up. They're so far ahead. You're in the wild card round anyway. You've got to start like, thinking about lining up uh, who's going to be the three starters in that round. And then you worry about the next round later, if you can even get there. Yeah, it's really tough to think up a strategy for this weird development in the postseason because there's not a whole lot of precedent for it. Intuitively, it would seem like home field advantage would be a great advantage. I mean, Baseball is a game where being the home team naturally gives you a strategic advantage at the end of the game. But there's something to be said for the pressure that comes off of you when you're not playing in front of your your home fans. Um, the, uh, the, the benefit that the Cubs have of having that, that closer role uh, sealed up to where if the Cubs do have a lead uh, heading into the, the ninth inning, or if they're able to get a lead in the ninth inning, um, you know, in the top half of the ninth inning, having advert there uh, coming out of the bullpen to shut it down. That's probably the most important advantage you can have is knowing you've got a guy who can, who, who can, have the ice water in his veins and just close out the game, get those uh, outs number 25, 26, and 27. So, yeah, I mean, 
I don't even know that it's that vital that they get the home field advantage in the the wild card round. I I I would probably feel better about it if they they have it, but those games I don't think we're prepared for how stressful that three game series uh will be to watch because those games were exciting last year with teams I did not give a crap about. So with the Cubs involved, uh, that could be a whole lot of fun or a whole lot of misery, win or lose. Yeah, it's going to be, I wouldn't say stressful. I think we're essentially playing with house money right now, right? Uh I think you have broached this last week as well. Like essentially we are at win number 68 or 69 a month earlier than last year when the Cubs barely won like 74 games. They're obviously, uh, unless something disastrous happens, I, I'm pretty sure this team will finish above 500 and uh, in one of the wild card spots. Never uh, rule out disaster though. Yeah, yeah, especially with this franchise. But I feel like, you know, I did say last week that I think David Ross will receive some manager of the year votes. I don't think he's going to win. But I think the fact that these Cubs are showing so much more than what people thought at the beginning of the year. You are playing with house money because nobody thought they'd get that far. If you told me at the beginning, which I think you did, I think you were the one who actually had them going to 90 wins. <laughs> but uh, most of us were like, yeah, maybe 84, 85 max. But uh, you 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 said something like 90 or 92. <laughs> but yeah, maybe true, there's something to be said for that optimism. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, but you know, I also I had them missing the playoffs <laughs> with those 92 wins. Like I, I thought they All were right. going to get there, but that the teams that were supposed to be good were actually going to be good, and that is not what happened. So uh, I'm, I'm happy to be wrong about that part. Uh, if if they get to 90 wins, that they, they're in the playoffs. There's, I, I don't think there's any question about that at this point. Um, it would take some type of freaky mathematical uh, almost intentional collaboration among teams for a 90 win national league team to be out of the playoff picture. Um, But yeah, I definitely understand what you're saying. Yeah. It's they, they are playing with house money, but once those playoffs start, it's like your rational mind goes out the window and you know while the game is going on i mean even these games uh against the pirates were were stressful they've been there've been a lot of close games for like two weeks in a row it seems like it, it it's it, it's been intense like there haven't been a whole lot of relaxing laughers uh these these last couple couple weeks closing out august I'm just kind of taking a look at uh, now they've actually won quite a bit against folks uh, who are going to be in the playoffs. They played the Dodgers pretty straight. They obviously like 
They're nine and one against the Pirates with one series to go. Uh, they could beat San Francisco in the one series earlier in the year. They beat Texas and Toronto. Uh, they're and Tampa Bay. So it's it's like there's so much that they've done right over the months that have gone underappreciated. And in fact, if we're talking about uh, the one-run games, they're they're actually 17 and 16 as of this recording. So they just barely squeaked above 500. They were losing these earlier in the year, and now they've switched to winning. So I think there's uh, quite a bit of improvement from just being more comfortable, despite the fact that every now and then the offense just decides to crap out. That happens to every team, and maybe it's just more pronounced because this is our team and we pay more attention to it. But I, I'm pretty sure this happened a lot to other teams in contention. And the only difference is those other teams in contention are like 40 games above 500 and we're barely, barely nine games above. So I guess uh, that changes your perspective a little bit. But I'm happy to note that, you know, last year we didn't care. We were just wondering about draft position this year. None of that, because seriously, this game is meaningful. Uh, they could potentially stay close enough to Milwaukee to make a run at the division in that season-ending series. So we really like that, and I think we should appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, I definitely do appreciate that opportunity to watch uh, competitive games, especially after the last few seasons where it's, it, you almost had to drum up the fun and the drama just to get excited about, about games, uh, particularly down the stretch. I mean, last year we were basically envisioning what could have been if the team played as well all year as how they played at the end. And it's funny. It's almost like the same thing. Just they went up a couple grades uh, in in how how they're playing this year. That they they dug themselves a hole this year as well. But it wasn't nearly as gigantic as the canyon from uh, 2022. So yeah, um, a, another good second half and the the way that they've been playing since uh, the end of June, I guess, uh, when they really started to turn it around. I mean, that that rather large sample has been really impressive. It's basically, you know, to a greater extent, what the Reds were looking like when they went on their run kind of in the middle of the season. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot to feel good about. Uh, it is... It is uh, an added bonus from what I think the consensus was about where this team was headed. And yeah, they've, they've got a chance to make a little excitement. I just, you know, it's hard not to think about last year when the Phillies, you know, scratched and clawed their way into uh, a wild card spot at the end of the season. And then before you knew it, there were shore bombs raining down on everybody and they were in the world series. So 
you know, when obviously LA and Atlanta are imposing, but yeah, the, the, the Cubs seem like the kind of team that could ruin somebody's October. So I'm excited to see what happens. I would be very happy if they ruined everybody else's October, because <laughs> that means uh, we can reset the AC sign uh, uh, <laughs> right across the street from, from Wrigley Field again. I, I yeah. like seeing all those zeros, though. The, those zeros were really nice. Like, you know, when it got to 100 and whatever it was, it was just like, <laughs> it, it just got facetious and silly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it almost it's almost meaningless now, uh, but it's it's nice to have this insignificant uh, memorial of of uh, uh, losing. So, yeah, keep it keep it short, keep it small. Phrasing. All right, and keep the Brewers off the board, please, uh, at least until you score more runs. Uh, yeah, so I think. Uh, to respect your time, we're going to just kind of wrap this up. But uh, it, it's kind of fun that you're actually here for the end of one of these. Because we, we just kind of shoot the breeze and then whatever <laughs> comes may. But, uh, yeah, generally we just say, well, thank you all for listening. Here's our Facebook and Twitter and stuff. Although, you know, Twitter has gone down the tubes. It's X now. And Facebook <laughs> much better. But at least it's functional. Yeah, uh, yeah. Of course, we we posted a bunch of stuff on obstructiveview.net, so you know that's still around, and I'm glad it is because we we shut down the World Series Dreaming blog a while back, as you know, my friend needed the money because he had just had a baby, and <laughs> we weren't blogging much anyway. So this is a really nice alternative because I've always hung out with you guys, and it was it was a lot of fun over the years. Yeah, and. uh Traffic is always better when the Cubs are. <laughs> it's it's hard to get people That's interested true. in reading about the Cubs when you know it's bad news. Like I know I don't want to read yeah. much of anything anybody has to say when <laughs> when they're on a losing streak or when you know it's just uh, utterly hopeless. So yeah, it's, it's is better more and more fun. <laughs> And I can't really yeah. believe what happened with what's happened with Twitter. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can't like once once uh, what's his name took over it, you know, you could see the, the graffiti on the wall. But man, it's it, it just the different ways that it continually gets ruined or crapped upon. Like, I'm surprised. I, I'm somewhat surprised that people are still going with it, but it's uh, it was it's still the best place to get rapid news because oh, yeah. you know I got a blue sky invite and that's uh-huh. really cool. You know, it's a lot more calm. I got a mastodon and th- that place is a little more regulated. I tried uh, something else spreads and I haven't logged in in, in a few weeks now. So yeah. the the fact is that a lot of people are staying with Twitter slash X until it just crashes into the into the void, you know. And yeah, but, honestly, and, it, go ahead. Oh, it, I mean that the numbers between 
the two of like the actual usage and what you can what you can find. I mean, for me, the test plus because I'm a big Bears fan too, and they've got you know this uh, backup running back who has a chance of uh, you know working his way up to maybe be the starter, Roshan Johnson, and that's my test is okay if I search that name on Threads or Blue Sky or something like that, does anything come up? No. If I do it on Twitter, there's a thousand posts about them. And it's like, even if Twitter right. loses, you know, 80% of the people who are using it, there's, it's still, there's more content, more value, more of what you're looking for on there than there are the other sites. So it, it's, uh, there's, it's still a resource, whether it's a fun place to hang out or not, it's still somewhere where you can find the news that you're looking for. Yeah, I think I'm fortunate in that I don't have that many followers and I don't follow too many people. So what gets retweeted into my my feed is a little more subdued. But I have yeah. noticed that they they reformatted the way ads and promoted posts are set up. So now instead of the ad or promoted being at the bottom of the post, sometimes it's like in the right corner. And then you're like, I don't follow this person. Why is it? Oh, look, there's that ad, ad button. He moved it, you know? And mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like Pitch Lab and certain pitchers like, you know, a Kayla Killian or uh, a Jameson Tyone. If you had just left them alone, the baseline <laughs> that they were at would have been fine. If Elon Musk had left Twitter alone, he would still be able to recoup some of the money that he overspent on this platform. Instead, this is what what we have right now. And yeah, it's still a good resource for news. Ken Rosenthal is still there. Jeff Hassan is still there. All the good, you know, beat writers are still there because it's a it's just the fastest way to get rapid news uh, that's relevant. And it just requires us to be a little more diligent in fact-checking for ourselves too right yeah it's there's so many chaos agents trolls who just like they exist to screw things up for everybody you know and that's just what it feels like musk is um (laughs) because i mean and that's the thing with twitter when it first started and when it was in its glory days, it was just so much fun. Like even like there were bad times, but the fun times were so much fun. It was unbelievable. And it just won't ever be reproduced. Like we never had the experience of such a crappy mass social media experience. You know, it was the first one where, you know, Everybody across the country was watching the same thing and discussing it in the same forum with celebrities. And there was no bad version of that. You know, there was there was no real negative experience for us to 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 build on. And it was brand new for literally everyone. And. You know, as much as different places try to, like, recapture that or recreate it, it's just never it's never going to be that, you know, it's like recapturing a heroin high. It's just, uh, 
it's never going to be the same. Yeah, I, I think one day when somebody actually figures out how to do, uh, I wouldn't say a Twitter clone because that probably comes with some like copyright infringement or whatever, but something you remember the first one was like Friendster and then it was MySpace and then Facebook bought out MySpace and then everybody went to Facebook and everybody's still technically on Facebook, right? Uh, right. I, I think at some points people just, it brings out the most toxic of people because you're behind a veil of a keyboard. And you, like if I were to say some of the things that people are saying to your face, you would probably punch me in the face. There, There is none of that. You'll either just mute me or block me or blame me, right? But uh, there's no actual pain other than, you know, a hurt ego. <laughs> so right. I, I think that that's part of it. And then, like you said, like the, the fun has gradually stopped because of the trolls, because like there used to be so many baseball players that I follow and now they've all decided to go because it's become so toxic. Like they're getting yelled at for striking out three times in the game or, you know, having a prolonged slump or they gave up a, a key home run or something stupid like that. And it, it's unfortunate because it ruins the experience for the rest of us who just want to have access to these people that we looked up to. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, you know, when you have to work to make it, like not suck you know this the user experience is just it's it's not great and i know people have their their groups that they you know they stay active with and those can be pretty good um but yeah and for me personally i just i can't i can't do it anymore (laughs) yeah i I totally understand it's just uh I don't know. Too much work, too much like self-consciousness and blah. But hey. Yeah, I think you got to. It has to be a perfect storm of, of the fact that uh, you're not big enough to be trolled. And you also have the following and the followed that is filtered enough that you're not going to see all the weird oh, right wing Nazi crap that's being spewed on Twitter right now. It's so weird, especially when I see it retweeted on the timeline. And I'm just like, oh, I'm going to scroll past because I just want to know if, how Marcus Stroman's arm is doing, you know? But uh, yeah, that that's that's all, all I really want. But yeah, uh, I'm glad you broached that. It, it was a very useful exercise and I, I'm glad we got convinced about it. Yes. Yeah. In the meantime, we can thank uh, you, Adam, for hanging out with me despite your familial obligations. Uh, we want to thank Rich Deanna for the theme song, Randall Sanders for pulling the final out call from the World Series. You can rate us on Apple Podcasts, share us with your friends, and email is still worldseriesdreaming at gmail.com, although I don't know who, who's actually using it right now. <laughs> Any last words, Mr. Kellogg? As always. Go Cubs. Word. It was more than just a game.